Hello, you're listening to the Market Lane Coffee Podcast. My name is Einar, and in this episode, we're talking about inconsistencies in the shops, and I'm here with Jason, Kai, and Holly. Welcome to the podcast. Jason, you have a list of questions that has been submitted by the staff. Do you want to go through them all and we can answer the best as we can? Hi, Anna. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening. Yeah, we put out a call for any inconsistencies that people see in the shops and we've got a few responses from the anonymous feedback form. So as we sometimes say, it doesn't seem to matter if it's anonymous or not, but we seem to get more responses when they are. So we've got a few good questions. So the first bit of feedback we had was about uh, an unusual drink, a puppuccino. Honestly, I had to Google what a puppuccino was. Turns out it's a thing. But uh, Kai, when a customer asks for a puppuccino, what what would you say? Uh, It's definitely not an illegal market lane move to make a puppuccino. Just like you said, Jace, I think not everyone would know what a puppuccino is. So um, perhaps educating the customer just for next time, order a baby chino with no chocolate. But yeah, we can definitely make a baby chino with no chocolate for dogs. Great. Um, the second bit of feedback was about spoon placement. And this is referring to like where the spoon goes to on the saucer when it's sitting behind a cup. I know this is something that you're passionate about. <laughs> yeah, I'm very passionate about this because I asked you many years ago because we didn't have a, a guideline. We just stuck with your preference, which is uh, assuming that the customer is right-handed, you will place the drink uh, on the right-hand side and the spoon goes back of the glass or cup. And the handle is also facing the facing the right. The next bit of feedback we had was with regards to casual employees and requesting leave and basically in terms of how to do it. I think we addressed this in the staff newsletter, so it should be really clear guidelines as to what we expect and what we uh, what we can do. Uh, another one that we got was with regards to music. And this is a really good question. It's something that we've been honestly struggling with in terms of like how to how to do it across the shops and basically what's appropriate, how much responsibility is there on the staff to choose the music. Holly, I know you've um, thought about this a little bit. What do you think? Is there a particular vibe we're going for in the shops or does it matter? What sort of music should people choose? I think it definitely does matter, um, especially if you're thinking about it from the customer's experience in the shop. Like there's lots of different vibes and different sort of things we can go with and different is okay. But it's just to remember that the music is for the customers and not for your entertainment. Um, I'd pick something that's for them and not for yourself. Perhaps like when you're opening the shop um, before anyone's there or when you're packing down, you can put on something that's a bit more fun and a bit more for you. But um, during the day, yeah, more for the customers. And also, if you have any really beautiful playlists to share, I feel like that's a really nice thing to share with the team um, so we can all hear what each other are listening to. And I know you had a bit more um, sort of customer service feedback with regards to uh, music or general queries from customers. Do you want to go through that just quickly? I think it's a nice touch if someone really likes the music that you look it up what it is and maybe write it down for them. The same as if someone is asking for recommendations where to go for exhibitions or brunch or, or somewhere else, you can find a nice Market Lane postcards in the shop and just write down your list of recommendations or the music that they like. That's a really nice touch. I think it shows that you're excited about what they're excited about too. Uh, the next piece of feedback we had was a, a sort of a nuts and bolts question about how you 
what's the best way to hand a cup of coffee over to someone, specifically like a takeaway cup. If you're handing it over with the lid on it, should the hole be facing the customer? Should their name uh, be facing them or the Muckle and branding? Uh, Kai, what, what do you think, the, what's the gold standard for, for this? Um, I think it's really important to say that there's no hard and fast rule here. Um, we definitely have preferences. I think having the name facing the customer um, and if you're putting a lid on, having the, the lid hole um, also pointing to the customer is a really nice touch so that they can see their name really clearly and what they're having. And then when they're drinking the cup, um, people can see that they're having a nice Market Lane coffee. But obviously, we don't want to be too robotic in in handing people coffees every single time. So that's very much a preference, not a hard and fast rule. The next question is about, again, it's a kind of a technical question about what the limits are in terms of making filter coffee and you know when when should it be remade when is it okay to serve uh, and so what we've done is we made like a range an acceptable range for the coffee beans weighing out the coffee beans before you grind them and also an acceptable range of how much water you can add on either side of the, the range we've used the new recipe which is 20 grams of coffee and 300 grams of water so we sort of looked at what would make a difference in terms of the quality of the cup and what wouldn't. We said as long as you're above 19.5 grams and below 20.5 grams, that's an acceptable weight range for the for the beans. This is only, it sounds like a, a decent range. It's because it is, it's, it's fairly easy to get very close to 20, 20.1, 20.2. But if you're at 19.5, 19.6, you can just use that. Aim for 20 on the nose. But if you're in that range, then you can use it. It sounds like a lot, but it's it's actually only about 2.5% error. So it's not, not a great deal. With the water, again, it's I, I find it reasonably easy to get to almost bang on 300 within a couple of grams. But we've decided within 10 grams is acceptable. So anywhere from 290 up to 310 grams only creates about a 3% error. So it's an acceptable range to, to serve that coffee. If you go outside of those parameters, then just make the coffee again. Don't try and spoon any water out or pull the cone off the jug before it's finished drawing down. Just make it again. Okay, the next one is also a bit of a nuts and bolts one. It says, um, some people say we don't make in-house drinks when we're close to closing the shop, like 15 minutes within closing time, but others say we should do full service until the end. Um, Holly, what's the what's the correct way? And there are a couple other slight yeah. <laughs> sort of consistency things that we should mention here as well. Yeah, so with this one, um, the correct way is definitely to do full service until we are closed. I think the person walking in sort of 15 minutes before close or 10 minutes before still deserves the same service as your first customer of the day. Um, and this also goes for things like sorting rubbish or recycling. Some of these uh, practices sort of get lost when we're trying to close quickly, but it's really important that we uphold our sustainability ethos up until the very end. So making sure that you're keeping recycling separate, rubbish separate, and then taking it all out at the end of the day. Also with recycling, if you do empty it first um, or before closing time, and then you add an, a, a bottle or two at the end of the day, that's okay. That can be left till the next morning. Yeah, I think that covers it. I think the other thing is that, you know, we're, we're cleaning areas regularly to use them. You know, we're not, we're not trying to clean them to have them clean. Yeah. We're cleaning them so that we can use them again. Um, which, yeah, sometimes feels like we're just trying to have everything completely in order for 
you know, the close or the open, which I don't think is necessarily the case. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the next couple uh, we're going to take as, I guess, comments more than questions. Um, this one about the retail grinders and their grind size being inconsistent between them. Um, we think this is in reference to the numbers being different. And that's okay because obviously the types of grinders are different. We've got EKs and Diddings in different stores. So the the literal dial has different a different scale for different grinders. But if it is a, a greater concern, please just get in touch and clarify what it is. Um, there was also a really nice comment about um, Market Lane should have its own magazine, which I think is a really cool idea. Um, we've sort of talked about the idea of having like a physical newsletter, um, which I think would be also really nice and just talking a little bit more about maybe one coffee or one origin. The next question is about chocolate on cappuccinos. Should we ask the customer when they order? Holly, you're a fan of the cappuccino. I am a fan of a cappuccino, and I honestly don't mind a little bit of chalky on there, especially on a rainy Sunday. But for us at Market Lane, the standard is that we don't put chocolate on a cappuccino, and customers can ask for it if they want it. That's our standard at Market Lane. And Holly, there's also a customer service aspect, because obviously sometimes people will expect chocolate on a cappuccino like a lot of places obviously do put chocolate on a cappuccino what um what do you recommend we do in those cases or that's definitely a big aspect to it i think um if you get the sense that someone is after a cappuccino with chocolate it's absolutely fine to offer it to them and if they just have that sort of little moment of a raised eyebrow or they look a bit perplexed as to why it doesn't have chocolate then i would sort of step in and offer it to them really kindly i think it's a nice touch as well if you can be intuitive with what someone is wanting from their coffee but you don't need to ask every single time someone orders the cappuccino Kai, the next one's on cash up. Uh, I think it's basically just a comment someone saw another staff member not cashing up very well or not not following the process or something. But do you just want to clear up how we've communicated how to cash up? Uh, with cashing up, there's not a whole lot that can go wrong day to day. It's really nice to remember that we have a lot of checks and balances in place to be able to rectify a lot of the mistakes that happen in the shop when cashing up. So whether it's when the manager is doing the banking or when we're doing um, some of the accounting back of house as well, we can really quickly find out what's happening with the cash. And if stuff is missing, um, we can trace it down pretty quickly as well. In terms of cashing up, the, the the physical aspect of cashing up, I think if someone's struggling to do it, then I would just offer to help them and show them if there's time, I'd, I'd spend time with them showing them how to do it. Otherwise, if there isn't time, there's a really great video that's linked in the staff newsletter, which is um, about a five minute watch that someone could watch whilst doing the cash up. And also lastly, if if people ever need or feel like they need a little bit more training or support with cashing up, uh, whether it's someone from the training department or um, you see Holly or I in the shops, we're always more than happy to show people uh, how to cash up a little bit more efficiently as well. So lots of resources in that department. Thanks very much, Kai. Um, the next one was more of a comment about our returner canisters and filter bean offering, basically just asking if we can offer more. And of course... You definitely can. I know Coventry Street is going to start taking different lines of coffee in returners, which I think is really cool. We started out with only one espresso and only one filter because we were a little bit worried about wastage. But if there's volume for more, then we're definitely open for um, having more coffees in there.
another comment we had about coffee making was that uh, this person's noticed that some baristas will heat the preheat the espresso cup or preheat the flat white cup before putting espresso in it. Anna, should baristas be preheating coffee cups? The answer to that is yes. We will put a little bit of hot water in all the dining cups and also people's keep cups. The reason for that is to make sure that they are warm or hot and also to make sure that they are clean so there's no dust or old dishwashing liquid or something that shouldn't be in the cup. So yes, please rinse the dining cups and people's keep cups with a dash of hot water from the espresso machine before putting espresso in it. And the the final um, bit of feedback we had is about lids. Um, when should we put lids on? When shouldn't we put lids on? I know there's a couple of different methods going around in the shops at the moment, but Kai, do you want to give us a bit of context and hopefully clear it up a little bit? This is a really interesting one. Uh, we, it definitely didn't used to be a thing. We, many years ago, used to not put lids on takeaway cups and had takeaway stations near the doors of all the shops so that customers could choose whether or not they wanted a lid. For several different reasons, during COVID, we had to make some workflow changes and some of those things have stuck around in some of the shops. Obviously, in an ideal world for sustainability uh, reasons, people wouldn't need a lid for their takeaway cup. They wouldn't use a takeaway cup full stop. There are definitely a lot of things to consider uh, in terms of the workflow for the different shops and uh, we're working on different solutions as we go. Uh, We've just introduced a little takeaway station to Queen Street on the wall so the customers can choose whether or not they want sugar or lids. But yeah, for some of the other shops, it's still a work in progress. Yeah, I think ideally we'd have really nice, functional, easy to use sugar stations in every shop. Um, But unfortunately, it's just not the case at the moment. All right, well, that about wraps it up. Thanks, Aina, um, Holly, and Kai for your input. And um, if you do have any more questions or concerns, please hit us up either at trainingmarketland.com.au or through the anonymous feedback form. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.